Hey everyone, welcome back to the official Yellowstone podcast. I'm Jen Landon, and I am joined by my podcast partner and fellow Yellowstone cowboy, Mr. Jefferson White. Hey Jen, it's an incredible gift to be here with you. As always, we've got a very, very fun show on tap for you today. We feel incredibly lucky to have with us the stunt coordinator of Yellowstone. He's been with us since the very beginning. We've got Jason Rodriguez, J-Rod, the legend himself. Just, I hate to say it, before we start, I'm gonna have to run into the other room, I'm gonna have to grab a cup of coffee, and then I'm gonna be right back. So, so hang tight, we're gonna dive right in. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Campfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, and you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate, you're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and now streaming on Paramount Plus. Jeff, do you have your coffee? Yes. Thank you for your your patience with me. I had a late night. Yeah. It was a late night. I stayed up late to watch The Return of 1923. Couldn't wait. It was one of those funny moments where me and my fiance are sitting there and it's this moment of like, ah, fuck, we really should go to bed. But uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't sleep. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to sleep until I watched it. You know what I mean? Like I have this thing where if if, if other people have seen it and I haven't, I uh, I can't. Isn't there a word for that that the young people use? Or it's like a, what is it, FOMO? FOMO. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. I didn't catch 23 last night, but I was up really late doing something oddly Yellowstone related, which was I drank too much coffee and then drank a Monster Energy and then decided that I had never listened to the anthology of Yellowstone music on Spotify. Whoa. And then proceeded to do that until 2.30 in the morning. And then after I finished listening, I impulse bought a pair of sneakers. (laughs) How'd you wind up with sneakers? It wasn't even cowboy boots after all that? That's one of these funny things. You work on a show like this, you wind up with way more pairs of cowboy boots than you could ever use. I don't know how to say, I I can't, I I went through a real phase early in Yellowstone and now I probably have like nine pairs of boots just taking up my very limited space in my tiny little Brooklyn apartment. I, I know that you have recently moved, but I saw your last place and I do have to say that the boots seem to take up uh, an insane amount of space. In it's your mostly boots. Yeah, my, my apartment is mostly boots and hats. Yeah, uh, well, this the is hats are big. This is why you got to have a ranch. If you're a cowboy, you got to have a ranch because you need space to put your, your boots, your hats, your spurs, your various paraphernalia. It yeah. does not. This is why it's hard to be a Brooklyn cowboy is that most of my apartment is taken up by hat boxes. I've got to say it's hard to just fly with only a carry-on as a cowboy. 
What do you do with the hat? This what is do a you do constant crisis. The spurs are considered a weapon potentially. And for anybody yeah. who, you know, buys, you know, or you're gifted some custom spurs, that is not something that you want to have taken away from you. Yeah, those are precious. They're the they're an incredibly expensive, Very. tiny little piece of metal that uh, it's hard to travel with all this stuff, which I guess is why these guys, you know, when we talked to Mo Brinks plenty last week, he was driving across the entire country. I guess that's why cowboys end up spending a lot of time driving horse trailers, huh? Yeah. I mean, I would. I've, I find myself driving to Texas half the time now. Even if it's for a couple of days, I just, I get in the car instead of flying. I think that's a really, that's a romantic image, you know, barreling across the American Southwest Nothing but your spurs and your hat. Well, it's it's funny you should mention, you know, the difficulty of flying with spurs that might be perceived as weapons. Because this week, we're talking about fights. And forgive me out there if you're already familiar with this phenomenon. The world of stunts, there's some specific compartmentalization. So stunts encompasses a lot of different things. If you think about it, some TV shows are all about gunfights. Some are all about car crashes. Some are all about helicopters, planes, tanks, military-style stunts. Yellowstone really runs the gamut. We've got gunfights. We've got car crashes. Sometimes in the same sequence, we've got gunfights, car crashes, horse races, lassoing, rodeo. If you think about the history of Hollywood, Westerns are a huge part of like the origins of stunt technology, right? Like early blockbuster movies, a lot of that is these iconic American Westerns. And from the very beginning, that involves falling off of horses, jumping from horse to horse, getting shot. So a lot of the the you know tradition and origins of stunt work and filmmaking stunts also dovetails with the Western world, with uh, riding and rodeoing and roping. You know what that made me just think? We've been fortunate enough to have people on Yellowstone who actually were some of those stunt people at the very beginning of you know the Western TV film. Um, I'm forgetting his last name, but Boots, for example, who uh, I believe he got killed in season four. Yeah, they invented a lot of this stuff. It's it's pretty amazing. Like one of the cool things about filmmaking is it's this constant problem solving. And that's also true of ranching. Mm-hmm. That's also true of the sort of cowboy world. You got to, every day is a new day and a new challenge. And you've got to invent the processes by which you solve those problems and surmount those challenges. So a lot of the guys working on Yellowstone and sort of around Yellowstone and in this world invented a lot of the techniques that the rest of you know western filmmaking has employed for a long time it's so cool and learning from them has been such a remarkable gift speaking of stunts listen we we can talk about this shit all day long luckily we've got a real expert to uh inform us about it a little later can't wait to talk to j-rod but in the meantime jen let's let's dive into some of our favorite yellowstone action sequences just now we've been talking about gunfights car crashes Horse work. Let's dig into all of it. What's your favorite? Walk me through them. Putting you on the spot. Uh, Jeff, I'm actually not 100% sure what my favorite action sequences are. And I would like hard to, to pick. Add, I would like, yes, they are. It's incredibly hard to pick. Uh, also, because my coffee hasn't set in completely. So I would sort of love if you answered that question first to get my brain working this morning. 
oh, don't worry, I'm buzzing. I'm going to talk for way too fucking long. <laughs> so we've been talking about the the like incredible variety and versatility of our stunt performers and our stunt teams. Um, one of my favorite stunts on Yellowstone that I think a company, like encompasses a lot of that is there's a sequence in, I want to say season three, maybe season two, where Casey ropes a guy out of a truck. <laughs> Which is like, when when you really think about what that involves, it's crazy. So we're talking about a stunt performer, probably Jordan Warwick, if I was going to guess. We all endeavor to do as much and as many of our stunts as is safe and responsible. Um, But we also all know, we're all smart enough to know when to tap out. Uh, and also just for the sake of, uh, you know, safety and for the sake of letting the experts do their job. So I think that's Jordan Warwick in that sequence, who's also been with us since the very beginning of Yellowstone, literally tossing a lasso into the cab of a truck and pulling, I think he pulls the guy out of the window. (laughs) And when you think about like how many disciplines are involved in that, how many complicated factors are colliding or, you know, God willing, not colliding in this case, um, I just think that's a remarkably impressive thing. So I I love that sequence. I I say this often, but when, when we were at the SAG Awards, for example, and we were nominated for Best Ensemble and they always play the clip, you know, before they announce who wins, so much of our clip were was actually filled with stunt performers yeah. because so much of it was an action sequence and 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 um those the people who who double us really are half of the performance a lot of the time because so much of yellowstone is about making it look authentic and i mean as the seasons have gone on we've been able to do more and more of our of our own stuff but they help sort of craft uh what everybody what everybody sees at home. They are in ways half that performance. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to say about my stunt double, Bobby Roberts, that he's played Jimmy for as long as I have. Because mm-hmm. my, my first day on set was the sequence in season one where Jimmy gets duct taped to a bucking horse and, <laughs> and Bobby was there and Bobby did that sequence, you know? So me and Bobby, our first day was the same day. So he's played Jimmy as long as I have. And, and some of our performers, I mean, it's amazing. A guy like Jordan Warwick, has doubled pretty much everybody on the show. Whenever they need to tag in a bad man to do an incredibly difficult task on the back of a horse, they go to Jordan Warwick and yes. he does it, you know? Um, my favorite, I don't know if I've said this already on the show, but one of my favorite uh, Bobby Roberts stories is that besides doubling you, uh, Beth uh, falls off a horse, I think, in season one. My The gal who doubles me, Lindy Gorham, was doing that stunt. She fell off the horse. Her hand got broken that day. The horse stepped on it. She had to go to the emergency room. They needed to get the shot off. And they're looking around at a group of people. And the person who is most height and coloring appropriate is Bobby Roberts. So when Beth falls off the horse, uh, I forget in whatever season, that is that is the same person who doubles Jeff. That's amazing. He also doubles uh, Zane in 1923. A lot of our stunt team works across all of these shows. So Zane in 1923 is played by my, my dear friend, uh, Brian Garrity. And we don't look so alike, but Bobby manages to look enough like both of us. Uh, luckily, you don't have to listen to me and Jen, uh, you know, in awe over this, talking about some of our personal heroes. We've got 
one of our personal heroes here with us right now, right after this break. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Calfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, and you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate, you're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS, and now streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, we, we feel so lucky to have with us today a guy who is uh, as much responsible for bringing you Yellowstone as anyone else. He's been on this thing since the beginning. He's been dealing with me and Jen's incompetence since the beginning, making sure we're safe, taking care of us. We feel so blessed to have with us today Jason Rodriguez. J-Rod, thanks for being here, J-Rod. Hey, good to see you guys. Jeff, Jen, thanks for having me. J-Rod, thank you so much for being with us today. W- where in the world are you? What are you doing? I am in Weatherford, Texas right now, and I'm directing second unit on uh, Civil War sequence for Bass Reeves, the new TV show that 101 Studio is producing. So we've heard whispers about Bass Reeves. I've, I'm sort of, as, as, a very, as a huge fan of Taylor's, as a huge fan of this world, as a huge fan of yours specifically, wh- what can you tell us? I think our whole audience is out here eager, eager for any tidbits you can give us. Well, um, I can only tell you just the the overall show is about the real life uh, Ranger Bass Reeves, who was a sheriff in the Oklahoma territories in the late 1800s, and uh, uh, he's he's credited with being like the inspiration for the the re- the Lone Ranger that we all know on television, and. Uh, and that's kind of what I know about the story. I'm, I'm kind of coming in just to do a specific uh, sequence. That's a civil war that kind of opens up uh, where Bass came from, where we find Bass and stuff like that. This is fascinating because, um, you know, viewers of Yellowstone, people who've maybe seen 1883, seen 1923, are starting to get a sense of how diverse your skill set is. So in, for instance, season four, episode one of Yellowstone, we've got Casey with the assault rifle smashing an SUV into a panel van. And now you're describing to us shooting a civil war sequence for Bass Reeves. (laughs) So will you talk about, you know, what's the same, what's different? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've been doing this for 30 years, Jeff, so. I mean, I know I look much younger than that, but I, uh, you really been, do. <laughs> I want for people who can't see him, but I've really been, a, but I've been around, man. Yeah. And so, so I've gathered, you know, all these, all those different skill sets of, you know, being a stunt man and stunt coordinator so I can coordinate, not just Westerns, uh, you know, uh, driving sequences, gunfights and things like that, which by the way, that the episode one, that gunfight was one of my favorite still, uh, sequences to do of all the Yellowstone that we've done. It was really fun. And then just this last season, the uh, the 
when they were trying to steal the wild horses and Casey and his crew come over with the helicopter and all the horses charging through there, that was, that was an amazing experience too. It was, it was fun. And that's what I love about Yellowstone is we do everything pretty much for real in real time and not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, um, I don't know, trickery. And, and we get the, we, we get the stuff, you know, real and gritty and, and how we're feeling, you know, how, how it's scripted. There's only so much you can fake, right? That's what I'm always amazed with on the show is like, you know, you use movie magic where you can, you fake yeah. it sometimes, but on Yellowstone, it does seem like we come across a lot of sequences where, ah, shit, the best way to do this is to just do it. And yeah. I'm thinking perhaps a little bit about the cowboy poker sequence. Do you remember oh, yeah. this? I think it's yes. uh, season two, episode one. Will you talk about that a little? Yeah, that was uh, those those were, <laughs> that was an interesting time when Taylor wrote that. Uh, the producers at the time came to me and go, "So, how are we going to do this? Uh, you know, and guarantee the safety of everybody involved?" And I'm like, oh, "Well, we really can't. I mean, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna see what happens, and I'll hire uh, the." the doubles for the actors that they'll all be familiar with bulls and bull riding and bullfighting. I had two really good bullfighters there, one in wardrobe, one standing to the side. And then the girl that took the hit from the bull was uh, Duke Wimberly, who I originally used in uh, season one to ride a bucking horse. And I brought her back to double that girl uh, that gets hit. And, Taylor, right before we went, was said, hey, look, I don't need anybody to get, you know, just creamed by this bull. You know, we'll just you just do it. We'll play it for real. And then when whenever it's done, then I'll just rewrite whatever and build, we'll make the story work around it. And I said, OK, so I get the stunt court, the stunt people together and I tell them all that. And Duke looks me right in the face and he goes, no, it says in the script that the girl gets run over. And I go, I know it says that, but I'm telling you that whatever happens, it's going to be great. She goes, nah, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let it hit me. So, so I said, okay, fine. Just do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, you know, don't die. So she went out. So she, she sat there, teeth gritted the entire time, head down back to the bull. And he came and made a beeline for her and ran the absolute length of her. And she she got up, ran to the fence. Everything was fine, and we got a really good sequence out of it. But that's kind of how we do stuff on this show, you know. It's just kind of like uh, they look at me and go, "How are we going to do it?" And I go, "I guess we're just going to do it for real and see what happens." It's so funny. I'm reminded of uh, when John Dutton turns to Rip. You know, they're, they're, they're trying yeah, to gather exactly. up a bunch of wild Bucket. horses that have yeah. gotten out. And he goes, hey, what's the plan here? And Rip goes, you know, sir, I figured just kind of fuck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 We have, that's kind of the attitude. Christian and Boris and I have this kind of inside joke where we'll set these things up. And then the helicopter will come up over the hill and the guys will be charging after the loose horses. And the, then the thieves will do this and we'll circle them around and we'll dump into the water. And then we both look at each other and go, all right, we ready? Yeah, no, it'll never no. work. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and that's kind of our like our good it became our good luck charm now we always just every time we're going to do something big and wild like that she and i'll just look at each other and go it'll never work and then it and then it, it invariably does because the quality of the cowboys and stuff and stunt guys that i hire pull always pull it off and it, every, it goes great so 
J-Rod, I don't know if you know this, but um, when Taylor called me to talk to me about Teeter and sort of the inspiration for Teeter, Teeter was based on somebody that he knew growing up and Duke, Wimberley. Yeah. That yeah. was the sort of hybrid because what she did that day was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Duke Duke talks a lot like Teeter. She's very, very Texas. Very. I got to meet has, this girl. Oh, she's great. She's, she has the, she has the funniest like cowboy colloquialisms I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard a lot of them and she's, she's just, uh, she's fun to talk to. And, uh, she did a great job with that. And then in 1883, she played the drowning girl Mm. that pulls faith off the horse and, and tussles with her under the water and everything. So we call her in for those kind of spots. Um, I, can you talk a little bit, I know this, but can you talk a little bit about how you got into stunts and growing up doing rodeo and, you know, your, your pops being in rodeo and he gave me my first roping lesson along with you. Oh, uh, that's I, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, well, for, uh, just, my background is I, for, I grew up on a, I grew up on a, in Paso Robles, my family, my grandfather uh, owned a cattle ranch outside of Paso Robles, which we still own. My mom and my niece run it today. And uh, my grandfather on my mother's side was, is uh, in the hall of, in the pro rodeo hall of fame, several time world champion. And my dad uh, is also in the pro rodeo hall of fame. He's a several time team roping world champion. And, uh, and yeah, it's true. I had him out there working on the show, uh, doing a rodeo sequence. And Jen was there was when I first met Jen and, uh, and Jen was learning how to rope and I had her, I was kind of teaching her and I went, wait, I got my dad's here. I'll just have him. I'll just have him teach her. It's cut so out the middleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, I, so, and, uh, so he kind of helped out. And then, so when I got, how I got into stunts was I, moved down to Los Angeles because I was doing some like local commercials and uh, I was the talent and a lot of local commercials and stuff. And, and I moved down to LA because I just wanted to try it in Los Angeles and, and I got there, tried to be an actor for a couple years. Didn't really like being broke. It was the same reason I quit rodeo and because I hated not having money. I just hate it. And, uh, and evidently I don't act very well. So I wasn't That is getting, not I, true. I was doing a lot of, I was doing quite a few commercials. I was doing all right in commercials. But anyway, I started doing stunts on a show called Briscoe County Junior. I doubled Bruce Campbell. And uh, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door as a stuntman. And then about a year or two later, I went down and worked on The Mask of Zorro um, not doubling anybody. I was just working as a stuntman down there, but I was down there for about six months and uh, met a lot of guys. And that kind of kicked my whole career off after that. It kind of just took off from there. Um, I was, you know, I, I started working really regularly and had some really good people like Chris Howe, Freddie Heiss that kind of took me under their wing and, and the rest is history. Here I am. 
I'm always amazed by how it, it's such a family affair, you know, and, and we found that, you know, that Yellowstone is about family. It's about this sort of generational mm-hmm. family. You talk about how your father, your grandfather rodeoed and also your family's on set too, right? Like your, your oh, family's yeah. working alongside yeah. you on Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I find that to be such a fun and just sort of lovely parallel between the rodeo world, the stunts world, our world on the show. That's what I, I love about Yellowstone, not only the crew and the cast and the store, the show, but uh, the first season, Wade Allen was the stunt coordinator. He had done Wind River for Taylor, and and uh, I, was, he, I was really happy that he asked me to come along on the first season, and uh, I doubled I actually I doubled Casey the first season and that's another whole story because Taylor would always before I would do something Taylor would joke on I think he was joking maybe he wasn't but he would get on the walkie and go all right ready to go and hey could tell J-Rod to look younger and skinnier that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) so 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 at any rate but what I was saying is um when we got when I got that show, I was able to take my family with me, and we packed up every horse and dog and everything, and just moved it out, and and that was great. And you know, then my wife started doing stunts. She fell the horse when uh, Gretchen Mall's character uh, mm-hmm. dies, and uh, she did that. And then she's been working on the show, Double Eden Brolin, and yeah. do, doing other stuff. And then this year, I got to have uh, my son Boone out on the set in the branding sequence in the cattle drive that was the best we gotta hang out boone's my yeah wrote it oh he wants to know when you're gonna come play mario kart again with him i know we have we have a bit boone and his younger son boone and buck are j-rod sons and uh i play video games with them (laughs) (laughs) well was buck born during season one j-rod remind me season two Buck season two, Buck season was two. born. And I just think yeah. it's like, what a beautiful expression of the, the sort of family nature of oh, this. Yeah. Your yeah. younger son was born on Yellowstone season yeah. two, and now he's uh-huh. along for the ride the whole way. I just think that's such exactly. an amazing thing. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And, you know, Taylor's always promoted that kind of family atmosphere around there. You know, it, it's it, it's just been, it's been a really, it's been a great time on so many levels on that show. Well, and it's, it's really interesting. I think, you know, people hear stunt sequences. There's this idea of this, like, separation of, you know, the show and then the stunt sequences. But I think Yellowstone, more than any show I've ever worked on, there's this incredible sort of uh, blurring of those boundaries, you know? Because we have, um, in our cast, we have guys with a lot of stunt experience. And then a lot of our sort of stunt guys have been there from the very beginning and are as much a part of playing these characters as anyone. Part of what people respond to when they think of Rip is Cole's just big, powerful, physical presence. And something that's really fun to think about is there have been a lot of different stunt doubles who have also played that part over the years, who have done Uh specific different sequences. Rip has been involved in about any kind of stunt you can think of, driving stuff, gunfights, fist fights, horse stunts. Right. And a lot of different guys have stepped into those shoes and contributed to to that character that we all, yeah. has become this sort of larger than life icon. The same yeah. is certainly true for Casey. The same is true for Jimmy. More than one person has come in and bucked a horse pretending to right. be Jimmy to save my little ass from getting right. broken half. <laughs> and it's just like, it's such a cool sort of, the, the community 
that that brings this show to life is big. And I think that uh, it's really the whole thing is impossible without our stunt performers. Part of what people respond to about Yellowstone is how real it feels, how real it feels, these exciting sequences. It feels real. And those sequences look good because we have the best stunt performers and stunt coordinators in the world. Well, thanks. But I honestly got to hand it to you guys because you guys have worked so hard to do as to get as good as you guys have on horses. I mean, we did those branding sequences this last season. I think, I I don't think I used a a stunt person in any of those to drag calves and rope and do all that stuff. That was all, that was all cast members. You know, everybody was just dragging calves and it was, it was a really good, it was a really good time. And I mean, I mean, I remember first season when I picked you up, Jeff, to take you out to the cowboy camp in Utah. And I asked, (laughs) I asked, so, so Jeff, have you rode or you've been around horses or anything? And Jeff just cheerfully goes, "Nope, my first day." Like, oh. All right, cool. Um, yeah, nope, my first rodeo. This is my <laughs> first rodeo. <laughs> I, always uh, loved, I always love working with Jeff because he's the first one to go. Um, hey, J uh, Rod, I'm not feeling comfortable with what I'm doing right now. I'm not feeling. I'm like, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. You know. It's going to be all right. Well, okay, because I, I'm not really, I'm not super comfortable with this. And maybe we could just, re- no, no, no. It's going to be great. You're going to be fine. Just J-Rod, don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> You're always telling me, hey, Jeff, this looks a little too extreme. Maybe we should pull it back. And I'm saying, no, nah, J-Rod, stand down. <laughs> Tell Bobby to go smoke a cigarette. No problem. Yeah, yeah. keep my double away from me. I do all my Yeah, don't stuff. worry about that. Take a break, yeah. Bobby. <laughs> hey, Jeff, speaking of a break. We got to take a break. Huh? Oh my God, Jen like with the transition. Somewhere? That we was gotta, incredible. We got to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to J-Rod more about stunts. I'm curious about times you've actually maybe been afraid on set and how Yellowstone compares to other things you've worked on in terms of how much we push the envelope. So we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, guys. Uh, one, I don't know, Jeff. Have I told the story before about how I cried during the branding sequence? Oh, I'm not sure. If I told tell him, it it's again. boring. We don't have to tell it, but I call it my "There's no crying in baseball" moment from a league of their own. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to heal during the branding sequence, and and I'd only uh, I'd only headed calves before, and uh, I couldn't do it, <laughs> and I was so mad, and we broke for lunch. And J-Rod was like, all right, Jen, it's like lunch, you can go. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. And I was just like staying on the horse and I kept trying and I kept missing. And I knew that if I got off the horse and looked J-Rod in the eye, I was going to start sobbing. So he's just talking to me and I've got my hat down and I'm like shaking my head and I look up and I catch eye contact with him because J-Rod's a friend. And I start crying like the girl in a league of their own. And it wasn't it's, that bad. <laughs> it was. And here's the thing. Sorry, J-Rod, if you have like a real strong masculine identity you need to uphold. Instead of pulling a Tom Hanks and being like, there's no crying in baseball, J-Rod like teared up a little because he's never seen me. He's never seen me. You've probably never seen me cry or be upset. I'm sort of like an emotion. I don't really have emotions. You know, I'm sort of dead inside. So I think it just caught him off guard. <laughs> You're, I, It did. 
it really did catch me <laughs> off guard. And by the way, I was told by you to keep this. I was sworn to secrecy on this. And so but now you're of, bringing it out into the open. But, but, yeah, but none, no, of the, none of the I stunt guys are going to listen to this I, show. You know, I could, honestly, I could, you are such a good, you are such a friend and, and, uh, and I could feel your frustration and I, it just, it, it made me, you know, it made me feel bad that you were feeling so bad. And yeah, I don't care. I'm an emotional guy. What the hell? I'm 50 something years old. I don't got to make any excuses That's for anything. Right. So, and it just, it, it moved me that you were so passionate and so uh, frustrated in the moment that you cared so much that, uh, I mean, because a lot of actors would just like miss them and then go, oh, well, that's where my stunt double takes care. And they don't, they don't care. But you just like wanted to do it so and bad. Then, and then we hung in there and then it worked. Yeah, it worked. And- you got one and you drug it. And I was behind, I was behind the mon- I was behind the monitor with Christina. And when you caught one and you're dragging it to the fire, I was like jumping up and down. <laughs> like I was so happy for you to, to, uh, you know, have the success that you did. Yeah. And I knew it would turn out good, uh, but yeah, it was uh, definitely a more uh, even a bonding experience between Jen and I. <laughs> See, this I, is funny because when I broke down and cried, J Rod slapped me in the face. <laughs> he put me in a headlock and gave me a noogie for fifteen minutes. Production, we had to go on a break because Jason gave me a noogie for fifteen minutes. Um. J-Rod, I don't know if you can answer this question. Uh, have there ever been moments on set, uh, like, has there been, a, or is there a distinct moment where you got worried, where you went, where, I mean, I, or that might just be a permanent state, but have you had moments that, again, are out of our control because we do take calculated risk? Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, anytime we do something big like that, there was a sequence where they chase buffalo at night and that that sequence worried me just because it was night through this pasture and we couldn't you know the devils are chasing this buffalo and they run fast i mean when you're chasing a buffalo you're at, you're going as fast as your horse can pack you and that kind of made me that that made me nervous the the again the wild horse sequence that we did this season uh always kind of makes me nervous i always have a Jordan, Jordan work, my right-hand man. And he's out here running, coordinating Bass Reeves and doing a really great job. I always tell him, uh, I will always look at him sometimes when I'm nervous and I'll go, here's where I see my career flash before my eyes. And Jordan, he always look at me and go, I hate it when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) For, for people who don't know about horses and the things involved with that, like one of the things that I've come to have my own healthy fear about that I didn't have before and what has often felt to me to be the most dangerous part of the show is running, a, is is even just loping a horse through a field that is thick and brush that has holes that we might not see. That sure. seems to be the thing that I always, because the rest of it, I feel like we can control and choreograph and yes. we obviously check those fields but yeah i mean know. we check we check them and do and uh do our due diligence to make it absolutely safe for the horses and the riders and everything but still yeah those are the times those are the times that i just get a little worried about it but ultimately i i i trust our prep and i trust our actors and and stuntmen and 
just kind of don't worry about it. Um, my favorite uh, stunt that we did together, J Rod, was uh, it'll it'll probably always be the season three biker sequence. Oh yeah. Um, I was on cloud nine by the end of that day. I mean, I was tired. We had done it yeah. so many times, but that was so fun. And I got to work with your brother who I love, who, uh, yeah. looks, <laughs> he looks, you guys, he looks like J-Rod, but like parallel universe J-Rod, <laughs> um, like the eyes are the same, but That's nothing right. else is. <laughs> you got, you, you got to bite him, right? You bit him. I, yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. That was a, that was a fun sequence. And Jen, that was Jen's first season. So I got her a double. I had, I had a double for her just standing by. Cause I didn't know, you know, I didn't know Jen yet and everything. And those guys, and I remember, uh, uh, denim and, uh, Ian going, hey, where the hell's our devil? I go, I know you guys, you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> and Ian's going, I hate <laughs> getting slammed around and stuff like that. And I go, you'll be fine. Suck it up. Get in there. And my stunt guys beat the hell out of them. And they had no doubles. And Jen's, Jen's double standing over there. And I knew once I got to really know Jen and I saw her that day, I go, oh, I'm never going to have to double it for this stuff again because she just loves it and thinks it's the greatest thing ever. I get so mad when I don't have enough fight stuff. I'm like, no, like this is, I live for this. You scarily get into the fighting way too enthusiastically like the bar fight this secret the bar fight this year jen was like she's running around in the rehearsals and like as she dispatched with her guy she'd grab somebody else on the floor and smack them in the back of the head and i mean she owns it j-rod does and i want you to lie about this if the answer is no but does yellowstone push the envelope more than other shows that you've worked on in in the sort of horse stunt area do 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 we do more than other people and and if the answer is no i want you to lie no 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 i no i don't have to lie believe this is it's it it the scripts that taylor writes require more uh I don't know what you want to say, balls, huspa, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, to to accomplish the the and and the thing of it is, is it's not like when you look at it, it's not like you know you think of huge action stuff. It's like Marvel movies and you know Michael Bay and stuff like that. Those, those stuff, that stuff is very rehearsed, very calculated, very you know all the bugs are worked out of that before the performers even come on and start to do it. And it's very specific. Like I said, with our stuff, it's like, we just, we just do it. We just, you know, throw 20 Buffalo in the field and tell the guys to go chase them, you know, yeah. or, or we, or we, you know, just all that stuff is, you know, like I, said, I it's calculated in a way that I know the horses, I know the elements, I know everything. And I've, and I've worked out every possible scenario in my head of what could possibly go wrong and then eliminated that. And so it's, it's safe in that regard, but ultimately it, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, when I first started on the show, there was a lot of like, I, I we're really going to do this, huh? This is, you know, and now I kind of, I kind of, uh, just relax into it and know that 
you guys have been trained enough and then the stunt guys that I hire are going to be perfect and everything is going to be great. Um, it, on that front, Jared, just because you actually are, uh, such a good director. Did you pick up or just start thinking like a director, um, when you started coordinating stunt things and just innately started thinking about it from like a camera standpoint, you had to almost think about the scene as a whole in order to know like where you were going to put things, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I like to coordinate and, I, I, I have that background and what's important to me, especially with the, sh with Yellowstone is um, not only like serving the action, but serving the script uh, and the, and the, the actor in their, in their character and the progression of whatever that means. So when, even in action sequences, to me, it's just an extension of the story. And if you don't put the story pieces in, or if it rings false with what, uh, if it rings false with the character, it doesn't do any good to be the greatest action sequence ever and not, not push, not move the story forward. So I think a lot about that stuff. In fact, this season, one of my favorite things that we did was that fight between Beth and summer. Cause I yeah. really got, we rehearsed it quite a bit and I really got to work with Kelly and Piper and we had these really cool talks about character and what Beth would do here and what summer would do and how, and it was really a great, I, I enjoyed it immensely because it was a, this great collaboration of, you know, even if it was, you know, small stuff, when, uh, when Rip comes out to break the fight up, uh, Kelly goes, I want to get off of her, but I, I think Beth wouldn't just like stand up and I go, well, one, one really crappy thing is when you're in an MMA fight and stuff it when the bell rings, I go, you can push off of the, push your push off the guy like he's help like you're pushing off of him to stand up and she goes oh that'd be i go so why don't you just grab piper's face and just shove her like get up using her face to stand up and kelly was like oh my god that's great and, and uh, so she did it and it was all it, you know it's then it's fun to see it that it worked in the final cut and uh they acted it so well and I mean, those girls went at it for two nights, but it was, but again, it was back to, it was a, a it was an ability in a scene like that to really, ex, you really uh, uh, serve their characters, you know, even though it's a big action, you know, a big fight. I think that really speaks to, that, that happens throughout the series. Cause you know, it, there are so many badasses on Yellowstone, but they all have a sort of distinct personality and that translates into their sort of style of violence, you know, which yeah. is a interesting thing to talk about. But it's like Rip fights different than Casey fights different than Walker fights different than Beth. Yeah. And it's so cool to see their personalities and the the circumstances their characters grew up in yeah. affect the way they engage in these sequences. I think that's part of what's so gratifying about season four, episode one of Yellowstone, when Casey just pops the fuck off because you see the years that he spent yeah. engaged in special operations. Exactly. You see it for the first time. You see that switch really flip and he goes into a completely different. No. Mode. Yeah. You, go, you can absolutely see that he's been shot out for real. This isn't the first gunfight he's ever been in, you know? And, yeah. And that's and, so different than like rip, how rip handles these things. Right. You know, rip kind of runs headlong into these conflicts. Yeah. Whereas Casey kind of turns into this well-trained machine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, 
that's not that's what's fun about doing these sequences is you get to kind of think about that you know when when rip i I can't remember what episode it is when rip comes in and saves beth from being raped by the beck brothers bad guys and stuff is uh you know he just the guy turns a gun on him and he just smashes through the window and just can continues forward and takes the gun slams the guy through the floor and i mean it's just that's just how rip where casey would have probably you know came in and got a good angle on him and taken him out you know so it's, it's yeah. Rip's not very yeah. tactical. No. Rip is just kind of he's the bull. Yeah, he's the bull playing cowboy yeah, poker. He's exactly. going through it, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always always fun to work with Cole and stuff like that. It's it, it's it's pretty fun. My stunt he's guys, a monster. My stunt guys hate doing fights with Cole because he's so big and strong and doesn't. You know, when he when I say threw the guy through the floor. That was a set that Rip Moffat, and I mean, when Rip, when Cole picked him up and slammed him onto the floor, the whole like it felt like the whole second story shook, like it was, it was, it was not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for everything you do for us. Obviously, for years and years now, we feel uh, so lucky to have you with us. Uh, okay. And thanks for taking the time today. You're a very busy oh, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I miss you guys. I miss you. It was uh, an an incredible gift to talk to J-Rod, obviously somebody that Jen and I admire very much, if you couldn't hear it in our voices. Um, We feel so, so lucky. Uh, We also feel incredibly lucky to have you, the listener, with us every week. Thank you so much for being here. It really means the world. And uh, we'll see you real soon. The official Yellowstone podcast is a production of 101 Studios and Paramount. This episode was produced by Scott Stone. Brandon Getchis is the head of audio for 101 Studios. Steve Razis is the executive vice president of the Paramount Global Podcast Group. Special thanks to Megan Marcus, Jeremy Westfall, Ainsley Rosito, Andrew Sarnow, Jason Reed, and Whitney Baxter from Paramount. And, of course, David Glasser, David Huckin, and Michelle Newman from 101 Studios. Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Cal Fire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high-complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, then you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate. You're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and now streaming on Paramount Plus.